0: Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Diane. And we're Minimalist Moms. No, we don't live in tiny houses. We live in the suburbs of the Midwest where bigger equals better. But the more we added to
1: our lives, instead of feeling better, we felt overwhelmed. It's hard enough being a mom. The last thing we need is stress from too much stuff and overcrowded schedules.
0: It was time for a radical new mindset. Less is more. We're not into extremes. We didn't throw away everything.
1: Our brand of
0: minimalism is more about adding than subtracting. Get rid of the excess to make room for what you love. In other words, it's about living life with purpose. We hope it will inspire you to think more and do with less.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. Hello! Thank you for joining us again today. Um, Megan and I were just brainstorming ideas of what we should talk about in these upcoming episodes and we thought that it would be great to discuss the Minimalist documentary that's now on Netflix. I know that a lot of our friends and family members have watched this and have given us some feedback and we thought it would be great to have a discussion centered on just the themes and kind of where to go after you have watched it, so... Before we jump into that conversation, we want to start the way that we normally do with the minimalist moment of the week, and I think I'm going to give you mine this week. Um, gosh, I'm out of breath. I think it's because I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, I'm out of breath. Um,
0: you can slow down. It's okay. okay. It's okay.
1: I talk fast. But my minimalist moment of the week is um, I decided to implement February 1 a day, which that there's really no name for what it sounds saying. like a vitamin yeah <laughs> no it's not a vitamin um basically I told my husband I'm that I wanted to get rid of one thing each day mm-hmm. in February and I want both of us to do it and we've been doing it um I think uh, like on February 3rd we each got rid of several things so I'm like okay well that kind of counts for a handful of days here but we've been pretty regimented in getting rid of things and I don't know if it's just that purging, nesting that's starting to set in. I'm not that far along in pregnancy, but it just... its I know we kind of talked about that on one of the podcasts um, from last month. But yeah, it's just... So is it each of you
0: gets rid of one thing one day? Okay, so 60, well, 28 times 2, you know, in February. Okay.
1: So, I mean, I... I got rid of, like, an old wallet. Some Today I sold some porcelain ramekins. Um, so it you can sell or you can just trash. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously selling would be the best thing because you can make a little bit of extra money. But, yeah, I don't know why I decided to do this this month. It was just kind of in my, I don't want to say my nature. That's not what I'm, the word I'm looking for. Just that I really wanted to get rid of things yeah. for spring and for the baby coming. So, yeah, that's my minimalist moment of the week.
0: That's good. That's a good easy way to just, you don't have to clean out an entire closet or make a huge mess. Just pick one thing out a day. It sounds pretty easy to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I recommend everyone do it. Try it for merch.
0: Awesome. Well, as Diane said, we are going to be talking about the Minimalism documentary that's on Netflix right now, and the full title is a documentary about the important things, and I feel like we owe Josh and Ryan, the Minimalists, a thank you for doing this documentary, because not only as has our listenership just soared from this documentary being on netflix and we think it's because people are looking for what's next Mm -hmm. what do you do now okay i am motivated to start incorporating minimalism into my life what do i do now so we um thought that's what we would talk about today um and talking about our listenership, we had some awesome reviews. Thank you so much for putting those up on iTunes. And we thought we'd just uh, give a shout out to those ladies.
1: Happier Mom was one of them, mm-hmm. and then CGL nine three three nine. I don't know if that whatever user, the whoever, whoever that are. is the profile. Yeah. What did
0: they, What was the review?
1: So Happier Mom said, just started listening, and I love listening to people who are living in the burbs and incorporating minimalism in a thoughtful way that doesn't involve living like a modern Spartan, but does involve balancing a family's needs. And they wrote down to earth and thoughtful. Um, The second said, I may or may not have listened to every episode in one sitting. I love all the ideas these ladies share. Some of the Christmas ideas are going to be implemented in my home. They have nice voices and are neverly, neverly, never overly preachy or judgy. My only complaint is that there aren't more episodes for me to listen to. Keep up the good work.
0: Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so thankful that they, our main mission got through is mm-hmm. that we are two moms that have normal size homes and normal stuff that we're dealing with, and we just wanted to encourage other moms in leading a minimalist lifestyle and wherever you are so thank you so much for those and please if others of you enjoy the podcast please go rate us and review it really helps other people find this podcast so thank you so much it puts a smile on our face yes (laughs) it's so cool i texted
1: megan the other morning when i saw those and i was Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh look at this (laughs) so thank you guys
0: so, the Minimalism, or I should say the Minimalism documentary, uh, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus are The Minimalists, and if you're not familiar with them, they have um, minimal- the minimalist.com, a website and popular blog. They've written four books now. Um, they have a podcast and um, online classes, and now this documentary. So, they're pretty influential in the world of minimalism. Had you um, read their blog or any of their books before, Diane?
1: So I haven't um, read their books, but I've listened to their podcast before, mm-hmm. and I had seen, uh, scrolled through their website a bit. Um, I don't know if we want to discuss this when we get into, well, I guess just our whole discussion, but I always felt like they came off a bit preachy and mm. were just smug and just taking things to extreme. Sorry guys. But after watching this documentary, I couldn't feel more of the opposite way. And Mm -hmm. I just really enjoyed them. And I felt like they were super down to earth. So long way to answer your question. I have heard them before, but my opinion Mm -hmm. on them has now
0: changed. Mm -hmm. So I
1: probably will read more, um, from them now that I have a different opinion.
0: Yeah. I think I've, I've read a lot of their blog, I guess that was Mm -hmm. how I got first, um, introduced to them. And also, I think it was on Periscope. I used to watch their videos. Oh, okay. But um, I just, it was hard for me to relate to them because mm-hmm. I felt they were more extreme than I could be minimalism wise. So I didn't like consume everything that, that they've put out. But you're right. This just really made me um, have a better appreciation for where they were and where they've come and oh. how far they've uh, promoted this concept in the general culture yeah
1: they seem just like genuinely great guys that just want to instill this mindset in people and Mm -hmm. just help them in whatever ways that they can and I I just really appreciate that because that's not the vibe that I was originally getting but I think that maybe I was just viewing it through a certain lens Mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah that's
0: it was great to get to another story. Um, Just to kind of give everybody an overview of it, uh, it follows Ryan and Josh on their 10-month tour promoting their latest minimalist book. Um, And I guess maybe it kind of shows them in their grassroots. Like This is where Mm -hmm. they started and the first a few events that they went to, like, no one showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, you know, a few people in a room. And um, as the tour went on, though, the momentum picked up. And by the end, they're being interviewed on the Today Show by Kathy and Hoda. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're obviously, I think they have millions and millions of hits on their website every day. And they're just really thought leaders in this Um in this space the as well as talking about their journey they also interviewed a lot of other minimalism thought leaders Um, one that we've mentioned before is Joshua Becker becoming minimalist and um, Courtney Carver if you're familiar with Project 333 and she has uh, a blog that talks not only about keeping your wardrobe down to 33 items for three months but also a lot of minimalism topics Uh, Christine Coe, who's the author of Minimalist Parenting. Were you familiar with her before this? Mm -hmm. I I was like, oh, I got to write that Mm -hmm. down and check out that book. So that might be a great resource for us. Uh, Patrick Rohn, author of Enough. Tammy Strobel, author of You Can Buy Happiness and It's Cheap, who's also a tiny home owner. I've Mm -hmm. seen her on, I think it was another tiny home documentary or a different documentary, I should say, about that, about her home. Um, it's adorable. I don't know if I could live in that small space, but uh, maybe it was just me. Mm-hmm. But um, so, oh, in the last one, um, Graham Hill and another one of his, I believe it was his marketing director from the blog, Life Edited, that uh, they talked a lot about keeping your, reducing your square space and, and keeping your home minimal. Um, they also interviewed lots of others who you wouldn't think of as minimalist, mm-hmm. but was uh, other concepts around minimalism. Dan Harris of ABC News correspondent and author of 10% Happier, which I really want to read that book. I've was that, yeah. It's a, you have? Mm-hmm. Was, it great? was it a good book?
1: Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> You're always going to get honest to you with me, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. Um, yeah, I would say... Three out of five stars.
0: Maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. I heard it was it was it was entertaining, at least how he put it. If you're looking yeah. for like a really deep, you know, d- commentary on meditation or anything like that, that's I would not agree what...
1: with that. It it went really deep into meditation, and I don't, I I can't get into the Zen Buddha. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being a Christian, it was just hard for me to. Gotcha. Take it that far. Um. But yeah, I mean, he had great things to say. Yeah.
0: And then I'm going to butcher this person's name, Leo Mm Babada, author of Zen Habits, Um, Shannon Whitehead, who's a sustainable fashion expert, and then also lots of architects and um, entrepreneurs and neuroscientists, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, which totally geeked me out. I loved hearing about our brain and how it processes information and why we have this impulse to consume. Mm -hmm. So... um, I thought first, maybe we would just give like our overall, we kind of started talking about that, but Diane, Mm do you want to just give me like your overall review of the documentary and what you thought?
1: Yeah, I really liked it. And like I said, um, in the introduction that I've had a lot of friends watch it, um, that have enjoyed it as well. And I think that that's one of the best things about it, that it's so approachable for anyone that is interested in minimalism. Um, and it's on Netflix. So that's so many people are constantly looking for something to watch on there. And I think it's easy. Like it's, It's pretty on there. And so Mm -hmm. I think that people are visually drawn to it. Um,
0: Because I think I sent you the link to the documentary before it was on. Yeah, Yeah. before it was Mm -hmm. on. You had to pay, I think it cost like $20 to mm-hmm. download it, or it, it wasn't as easy it was to, write. it wasn't as easy to access. And now that it's on Netflix, it's just exploded, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I also walked away really wanting a tiny house. <laughs> and I'm like, how, we now need a documentary on how to have a tiny house with children.
0: And oh, yeah. I don't,
1: so now I'm like, maybe like semi-tiny house. like Semi-tiny.
0: <laughs> Tiny-ish. Yeah, I'm like, I guess that's kind of what I live
1: right now. But um <laughs> yeah, I I seriously love that idea. I would love to just have someone come through my house and get rid of things that mm. I mean cuz that you don't um they talked in the documentary which I think you were going to discuss this later, but we have these huge houses and only 40% of the space is used and mm-hmm. with the heat maps they can tell where we spend the most time. And I mean, I just I really do. I spend the most time in my kitchen, sleeping in my bed and then in this little nook of the couch and mm. I don't ever sit in my dining room table. Like I'm never, we're never in Charlotte's room, like in her nursery. Maybe we will be more with the second, but Mm. yeah, just thinking about all this wasted space. So I'm like, you really could live in a tiny space. Mm -hmm. You don't need it. And I was thinking about Europeans and just the small spaces they live in. So I don't know. I thought that was really awesome. Um, what else? I really, um, I know I said that I'm, don't deep dive into meditation but Marty and I have tried it before like going to sleep we use the app Headspace and I think there's something to be said about the relaxing nature of it and just to um, take the time to connect and really be content with what you have just taking mm-hmm. that time to focus and hone, hone those thoughts in um, and overall I just felt like it was really convicting and there's always ways that you can add more minimalism to your life I think there's yeah. always like a next
0: step that you can take. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. I think the film was just first of all beautifully filmed. Like it was gorgeous. Um. I I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect that mm-hmm. high qual high of a quality. It of was really high quality. Film. Yeah. I wonder it what was, their budget was because it was I, higher quality than I expected. I know. I I don't know how that happened, but I think it was just. Um, really well done in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great overview of two people's journey to minimalism, even though I wanted to know more and maybe mm-hmm. that's just me. It was like an hour and 15 minutes and they couldn't focus completely on, but I wanted to know more about their story and more specifically, like we heard about their upbringing, mm-hmm. but n- and what was the initial inciting event into it but not how they got to where they are now like how did they get rid of their stuff or why Mm -hmm. or what was that process did they go straight from you know closets full of designer suits to the little suitcase that they were carrying around like how did that happen so i wanted a little more about that but i know they couldn't cover all of that in their time Um, I think it was good for people in all points of the minimalism journey, whether you've been doing it for a long time. Like I got lots of, uh, great things out of it, things to think about. Like I said, like, Oh, I've never heard of that person. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to remember to go back and look at her book and, you know, just other things I hadn't thought about within the realm of minimalism. So it was a great overview of, all these, all the pieces and parts of it. And Mm -hmm. I think so many people can, if you couldn't relate to all of it, like maybe stuff is not your, you don't feel overwhelmed by your stuff, but you feel overwhelmed by your day-to-day schedule Mm -hmm. and that, or like the whole contentment issue or meditation, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. I think that was great. And, um, I wish there was more, the only thing I, I wish there were was more less extreme stories, mm-hmm. like more of how the average person, it might affect their life because every, everyone in it was either a, had a huge following, a blogger, an author, mm-hmm. That's um, a good point. you know, so if there was something like more how minim, what minimalism means to the average person like us, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just maybe in the suburbs or something, mm-hmm. um. And also that it wasn't, and again, I know they can't cover everything, but there was no, like, how-to. Like, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I left, like, inspired, which is great. And I think that was the purpose and what they could accomplish. Mm -hmm. But um, I think maybe that's why a ton of people are now going out online and saying, okay, now I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. I'm in. But what do I do? I don't know what's next. Mm -hmm. So...
1: I want to see what's next for the pregnant woman in it. She, they had, yes. that, that, what was, I don't even know what the apartment was called that they had. It was really cool, mm-hmm. but I'm like, where are you going to put your baby and how is this going to work? Cause yeah. I just, I, I know towards the end they had, um, some dads that were interviewed and I guess being a mom, I just wanted more expansion on that, like mm-hmm. you said, but maybe the minimalism movie coming part two. Be coming. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: Um, so I think we, we were just going to kind of go through um, our brief reactions to the different topics that were brought up. I know we talked a little bit about the personal journeys of Ryan and Josh and how, you know, they, they both came out of not having not known mm-hmm. their histories before. They both came out of very, I mean, dark beginnings, both out of poverty um, they just had some, some really difficult life stories. So like you said, it helped me with the empathy of Mm -hmm. the, of, of them and what they're doing. And I was, so I loved their little, they give everybody hugs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know that about Mm -hmm. them. And I, they said at one point, it's the only thing that's free and transferable Mm -hmm. or hugs. So give them, so they give them out. Mm -hmm. That was really neat. Um, so the next thing that they talked about was their, um, like I mentioned, the neuroscientists and the scientific reasons why we Mm overconsume. One of the quotes from the scientists was, it's a biologically based delusional craving. We're like puppets whose strings are being pulled. Mm -hmm. And do you, what was your thoughts around that? I mean, what was your reaction to that, Diane?
1: Well, they also said um, we're encouraged to maintain the addiction just through mm. the things that we see and the things that we do. So, I think that there is this internal craving for more, mm-hmm. and so I—I I mean, he got into like evolution and stuff like that, and I—I I have a hard time, I guess completely understanding all of our animal instincts if you Mm -hmm. will because I do believe we were divinely created but I don't know how that all like it's hard to like go back to like an evolutionary theory when you also believe in divine Mm -hmm. like I don't know where they both meet I Mm -hmm. guess um but yeah I mean like you said puppets on a string being pulled that's that's our Facebook feed. That's our Instagram feed. That it, all the advertisements, and then they started talking about the advertisements towards children. So they're getting oh it my like two, three, four, five. Like I don't know. I know when Charlotte is even watching her little baby bum videos on YouTube, there are commercials for uh-huh. her. And I don't know. We're just trying to get rid of that as early as we can, and trying uh-huh. to block it as much because you are your
0: your. They want you as soon as you're born. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, it touched upon really. It was all our our yearning to be whole and happy and content, Mm -hmm. and um, we're confused. I think that that was even one of the quotes at one point. We're confused about what makes us happy, Mm -hmm. because we we like you like you had said like we're wired to, you know, hunter gatherers. Like we're wired to gather and get all that we need or we think we need. Mm -hmm. And now that we're in a society where we can choose, we have a choice. Like we're in a time in history we've never been in before where there is an abundance of everything and not for everyone Mm -hmm. all around the world, of course, but from where we are in our situation. So we're like, okay, well, I don't need food. Mm -hmm. I don't need you know, shelter, clothing, all those things are taking care of us. Now we have this choice of what we want and we're confused about what will make us happy because we think, keep thinking, well, if we have more of it, it's better. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then we are like, well, at what point is that, you know, we just have never found like we Mm -hmm. keep, keep like, and then at some point we got to wake up and realize like it's not going to make you happy there's, you know, I think they even said that there's a certain point of... It's It's definitely true that...
1: It peaks. Yeah, it yeah. peaks
0: that having a certain amount of money for sure you're happier Mm -hmm. the more you earn but that plateaus Mm -hmm. and after a certain point you have you can suffice all your needs Mm -hmm. and then after that happiness actually goes down versus more Mm -hmm. it's like more money more problems Mm -hmm. it's very true yeah it's just more to manage
1: well they said um people believe the happiness is the next purchase. It's just mm. the next thing that I buy, this will make me happy. Mm-hmm. But just, they also mentioned, which I think a lot of people know, lottery winners are some of the most unhappy people. They spend it all and then they're left more unhappy than they were to begin with if they hadn't won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like, they talked about that we have the best standard of living um, really that's ever been, and yet mm-hmm. we're the most depressed mm. society. Mm-hmm. And I just found that kind of
0: curious so sad it is really sad <laughs> it's sad yeah yeah you mentioned lottery winners and I have a friend who she didn't win the lottery mm-hmm. but she won a decent amount in Vegas mm-hmm. one trip and it was enough that I mean it was a big deal like having to go find a safe mm-hmm. kind of a, a money and um, having to go and deposit it right away in the bank and wonder like Then, you know, there was, she, it's her story is just fascinating to me because then it was like, you know, she had that anxiety over who do I tell and who don't I tell? Who can I trust with this information Mm -hmm. and how do I give out the money? Because they were at a point, her and her husband were at a point where all of their basic needs were met. Mm -hmm. They even, like, their cars were paid off. I mean, they hadn't paid off their house, but, you know, they were like, we're not, we don't have any, we don't have any major things that mm-hmm. we need to take care of this so then they it was just I had not realized how much of a burden even that it wasn't lottery money mm-hmm. but even just you know I honestly don't remember the amount but enough to like pay off a house like how mm-hmm. how much you know how much of a burden just that was mm-hmm. from that regards because then everybody all these expectations from the other people mm-hmm. on how you spend it and then also like you feel obligated then a lot of times like she felt obligated she paid for everybody who went with it, who came with her it was like her and her mom's friend mm-hmm. and a couple other people like she paid for their trip and she paid for all the dinners from then on out because she's like she felt like I feel obligated to mm-hmm. do that like and they're looking at me like you're gonna do that right mm-hmm. you know yeah, so an
1: emotional
0: yeah it's very it's crazy so anyway uh, another one of the overarching topics was, um, hoarding or overconsumption, which is the main problem behind Mm -hmm. minimalism. I mean, we're consuming, therefore, Mm -hmm. you know, we, um, and we're confused about what's making us happy. Um, I thought it was interesting. One of the researchers said that, um, attachment to people tends to spill over to things. And that was really profound to me that, for some reason you know we 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 get the emotional connection but then somehow it spills over into our ipad or Mm -hmm. our you know whatever things and it's a real thing it's not Mm -hmm. something we can ignore but for some people then it goes into the extreme of of hoarding Mm -hmm. because they feel like this responsibility to this thing or they personify it or whatever it is so Mm -hmm. i thought that was interesting um So then we get into kind of the tech boom and the culture, like we kind of touched upon to where, I mean, I'm not going to say it's Apple's fault, (laughs) but you know, just the way they were showing all these visuals of the new, I don't even know what the product was, Mm -hmm. the new iPhone coming out Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then um, Black Friday and how Mm -hmm. there was trampling and people like just animalistically scrambling for these tech devices. Um, you know, and it's just craziness and I don't think I've ever seen, I've seen the footage of Black Friday, but I hadn't seen the footage of the iPhones coming out and people, I mean, it was like a parade. Mm -hmm. They're like, you got it. And, you know, they're running out and woo, there's all these lines of like hand clapping like they just, you know, ran a marathon and all they did was buy a $400 or 800, however much it was at that Mm -hmm. time, phone, you know, which was I thought, kind of craziness. And you're like, I guess, yeah, if you make it this huge celebration, it yeah. feels like I've achieved it. I well, have this thing. And
1: then the opposite, once a few months, six months later, if you don't have the iPhone 7, like, mm-hmm. you're, or you're a loser for that iPhone 6 that just six months ago, six oh, months yeah. previously, you were a winner. Yeah. So that's – yeah. he talked about that too, about mm-hmm. our dissatisfaction with like the new – like once something's new uh, – like your the thing that you own is no longer good enough,
0: right? So yeah, and this is fresh in my mind because my iPhone six oh, yeah. just died on me, mm-hmm. um, and it was an ish, it's it was three years old. Mm-hmm. I go into the Apple store. And the employee calls my phone vintage. And she's like, we don't even sell these anymore. I was like, okay. But it's still only... I mean, it's the seven out now. It's not like it's, you know, I brought you a three or something. Yeah. And um, she said that, well, you know, there was no fix for what was particularly wrong with my phone, so I had to buy a new one. And they... Which is kind of funny. They kindly provided... I could switch it out for like $300 for another iPhone 6. Even though it's vintage, mm-hmm. they kept a few back for nostalgia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I could... Or I could buy a whole new phone, which was another $700, $800. Oh um, yeah. So and, and then I'm sitting there thinking well, do I spring for the new one? It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I do kind of want the plus now. I would like the bigger, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there really debating it. I ended up just switching out the phone, but mm-hmm. it is a, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Like,
1: Well, they, um, I know we're going to get to this, the fast fashion, but in that segment, they talked about, um, what was the quote? They want you to feel like you're out of trend one week, so you buy something new the following week. Mm-hmm. And I think, if we can just override that mindset and not listen to the noise that people are just bombarding in our ears, we, like, you didn't listen to the noise in that, like in that situation. And I think that we just have to keep going back and remembering, like, what do we really, our basic needs are met. Like I can spend my money in a better way. Like Mm -hmm. I guess if you're into technology, whatever, do your thing. I think it's a waste of money. Like I think Mm -hmm. it's good that you didn't do that in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, because you can always get, I mean, I don't know how Verizon or who, whoever you use does it, but I know that you can get cheaper rates if you don't buy it, like, when you have to. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where they get you. If your phone breaks, then you have to go and spend mm-hmm. a ton of money. But, yeah, so I think if we can just get rid of the noise from everyone else that's in our head and just focus on what's important, then yeah, yeah, we won't get caught up in all of this, feeling like we're not trendy enough.
0: Right then, and I think we keep so the next um, thing that they focus on. We'll talk about fast fashion Mm -hmm. since you um, brought that up, and that might be a new term to a lot of people. Fast fashion essentially means that they, the fashion industry currently, is producing clothing at a ridiculous rate and at a ridiculously low prices because Mm -hmm. you know they've they've farmed out the production of the actual clothing and um as I said there's there's a new there there used to be two to four fashion seasons like stuff would come out every spring fall winter Mm
1: -hmm.
0: whatever and um you wouldn't see new clothing in the stores until that new season came but now it's literally not every store but Literally, there are fifty-two seasons out of the year. They will switch out the clothing each week to make you think, "Oh, that thing I bought last week," or just even keep bringing you in the store, like because you know there's going to be new stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, the we're not paying the true labor costs. We're not paying these people a living wage. Are there the clothing factories are not mm-hmm. paying the people a living wage? Um, and the one thing that I thought was interesting is one of the researchers said that it's literally the world upside down because food now costs more than clothing Mm -hmm. and that was uh, that just blew me away to think about it because if you wait for something to go on sale at the Target sales rack and you're like I buy my kids clothes for two three dollars a piece which sometimes which Sometimes I do because I'm like I'm like well why would I shop at a thrift store when it costs the same amount yeah, I could get a new, new a new shirt mm-hmm. for that amount of money and that's like it would cost me more to go get a meal mm-hmm. than it, it does to buy the clothing so that's um, it's again just something sad and it's not something that we necessarily can control um, we can as i always her, vote with your money, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make a conscious effort to buy clothing that we know that's been sustainably made. And one of the other quotes I really liked, it said that we're not materialistic enough, mm-hmm. that we need to care about the actual material our products are made from, mm-hmm. which makes so much sense. And I know, I'm sure you've had the situation where you've purchased something and you're like, wow, this is crap. Like it, it, destroys in the first wash Mm -hmm. and like oh I just wasted my money on that and that's Mm -hmm. something that I have focused on a lot more recently is not only um, making sure that it's an item that I will want to wear multiple seasons meaning Mm -hmm. year after year but that it's been made responsibly Mm -hmm. um, which definitely means and we don't want to give that up though you know like you don't want to give up the ten dollar
1: t-shirt
0: yeah you know because we've been conditioned to well we can get it for that much Mm -hmm. we're gonna get it for that much but um it's it's definitely more of i should say a a sacrifice as far as money goes or the immediate you know satisfaction of of having that item but if you don't consume as much if you don't buy as many ten dollar t-shirts then you could have a very high quality one Mm -hmm. in return yeah Mm -hmm. so um the next topic was the homes. Now how, yes. So what, so you really want now a tiny home. Yeah. I mean, if I
1: were single or even married, like if that, if children were never on my horizon, like I'm not kidding. I would totally do it in a heartbeat. I just, (laughs) like I said, I like cozy little spaces Mm -hmm. and I'm only really ever on the couch, like in my little side of the couch, doing my Bible study, my planner on my laptop, like, or I'm out in the world, like I'm not. Those mm-hmm. that is my space. I eat there, like Marty. I I know we should probably sit at the dining room table, um, but yeah, I I could totally do it. I just mm-hmm. like I said, I don't know how you would do that with kids. It would have to be like a semi tiny home,
0: like I said. right? Yes, so. and I believe I I did watch the tiny home documentary that's I on don't Netflix have, yeah, I'm as well. Yeah, have to watch that. And they had a few families, um, and the tiny home that they lived in was, was not of the mobile variety. Okay. So it wasn't one that you could, you know, pull on a trailer anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, it is probably the size of your home, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't tiny, but it was, it was tiny for a family of five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um that's probably you're probably very close to it as yeah, you yeah. said right now um i think it's not that i couldn't live in a tiny home um i don't i guess i don't have the um i think they're adorable and I love, yeah, like the little spaces. I love the fact that you wouldn't have to clean as much. I mean, for Mm -hmm. me, just reducing the amount of flooring I have to mop Mm -hmm. would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's definitely duplicates um, in our house of like spaces that we, some that we don't use, some that we use a lot more of. Um, But unless you, you get caught in that, well, unless I then go purchase land and build new, Mm -hmm. which isn't as You know, great of a use of our resources. Mm -hmm. Building new, you know, costs a lot more Mm -hmm. as far environmentally as well. Then it's hard to find kind of that sweet spot.
1: That is hard. That's yeah, mm
0: -hmm. because you live in an older home. I do, and that also has its issues with upkeep and you know having to renovate that kind of a thing. Nineteen
1: sixteen. I'm looking up right now uh, the square footage of our house. Well, because it's just we own a duplex, and so mm. we live in half of it, and then our um, our tenants live in the other half. Yeah, so 970 square feet um, is... I, That's a
0: tiny home. Yeah, You're already in a tiny home. I don't know. I guess I don't know anything <laughs> about square footage.
1: <laughs> but, and then there's 970 on the other side, too. But, I mean, I get overwhelmed sometimes by the amount of space that we have. Like, I really don't really... We don't need a dining room. We don't mm-hmm. ever go in there if we... I could get rid of that space and then add that space, I guess, on to like my bathroom. That's Uh, what's going to get hard. Like sharing a bathroom, say we have another girl, like two girls and then Marty and I, and we're all sharing one bathroom. uh Like, but you can make it work. And I think that's what I'd rather travel than have two bathrooms. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Or like, I think I've told you before, I'd rather save up the money to move into my dream neighborhood than, um, then move somewhere that is just okay like I'd rather just be uncomfortable for a while Mm -hmm. and then get something that we really like and we really know that we need need I use that in quotes Mm -hmm. or want um and that just provides us with the amount of like a sufficient amount of space and like Mm -hmm. I don't know just what we're looking for right um yeah Oh, Yay. tiny homes! I was trying to think. I'm like, where, where, where was I thinking yeah. that? Yeah, girl,
0: homes. you're already in a tiny home.
1: Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think the hardest <laughs> sell would be at my parents if we were to ever move into a real tiny home. Like, I think about like we could do that once we're done having like once mm-hmm. we we're retired. We really could do that in the woods. Like, we could <laughs> have this tiny home. My parents would think that we were nuts though. If we, especially if we tried to do that with kids. I mean, this will this will never happen. It's just like a dream. Yeah. But, my parents would think that we were insane yeah no I don't think anyone would really understand that so yeah
0: I I I go back and forth between I mean because we have a good size home it's bigger than we really wanted it to be but it was what worked with our Mm -hmm. budget and and all that at the time and I really it's so funny because we had just moved in and then I'm introduced to this concept of minimalism and was like I struggled with it for a while I'm like oh crap we just moved into this big home but um I've just applied it to what I have mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times that's the more responsible way mm-hmm. is to just make do with mm-hmm. what you have um and not overfill it with a bunch of stuff or like you said instead of spending the money on either renovating it or mm-hmm doing whatever with it then you you would rather travel or or rather do those other things so i guess it is all kind of a priority and i thing. think that's
1: i have told marty this before i like that we both do come from different perspectives mm-hmm. like we both do have very different houses but that's why i like our podcast because it it applies to wherever you are just mm-hmm. what you can do with your own space with your own Um, life, your own situation, and I think that it looks different for everyone. Sure,
0: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The next issue they talk about is consumption's effect on children and families, which Mm -hmm. we kind of touched on a little bit, Mm -hmm. and... They talked about advertising and how our kids see over 5,000 ads each day. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only is it an issue with how many they see, but now they're circumventing the mother. It used to be the advertising was focused toward the mom, but now they know that the kids are on their devices. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones actually viewing it. And, and the mom's not supervising a lot of times. Um, and the content of the ads is very different. They use she used the term gendered and violent, and mm-hmm. by gendered, I'm assuming they she means like it's either very girl or very boy, mm-hmm. and and the toys are either very girl or very boy, mm-hmm. and then also um, very violent in in that they're all um, focused on shooting, killing, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And it, they didn't go into this because again, I don't think they had the amount of time, but mm-hmm. um, I think we've made a conscious effort to have toys in our home that are very Mm multi-use. I mean, like we have sets of wooden blocks that aren't even colored. They Mm -hmm. can be whatever they want them to be. We have this like little crawl through tunnel thing that they play with endlessly um, that you can move around and do. And it's not even that they have other things. They have things that are geared You know, based off TV shows, they Mm -hmm. love Pokemon. Mm -hmm. They love these Shopkins, these little, you know, um, molded plastic toys. We have tons of those. I don't want to make it sound like we don't. Mm -hmm. But the things that they go back to over and over are like the play kitchen Mm -hmm. and these these multi-use toys that really um, incite the imagination that are more made from natural materials mm-hmm. uh, versus the... And if you'll notice, like, whenever they get a plastic toy or something that's a very specific, they will not use it for that one mm-hmm. specific person. Like, my daughter usually, like, lumps all of her little figurines and then they become, like, food in the kitchen. I don't know. You that's know, like, it, yeah. they become other things. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I think, I think that's... Um, one, one of the big issues that they were talking about. Also, um, I know it was either Josh or Ryan, maybe Ryan Mm -hmm. that said that that's one of the things that made him quit his job is Mm -hmm. that that he was, he was teaching his salespeople how to cell phone, sell cell phones to Mm five-year-olds. And he was like, that's uh, what am I doing? What Mm -hmm. am I doing with my life? You know, which is yes, just crazy and completely ridiculous. So that's, you know, one of the things, and I'm sure we could have a whole other podcast talking about this mm-hmm. and about uh, yes, <laughs> and about how to uh, regulate your child's consumption, uh, mm-hmm. consumption of mm-hmm. it. And you can't you can't completely block it block it out. That's mm-hmm. completely unrealistic. But having um, a foundation, setting a foundation, and, and restrictions around your your child, so that you kind of show them they know they understand your values and know what to do with that information mm-hmm. when they receive it. Um, and then revising the American dream. This was very interesting to me and I hadn't, I had not thought of this concept specifically before, but, um, one of, they showed a video, like an old video from president Carter and one of his quotes was human identity is no longer defined by what one does, but what one owns. Mm -hmm. And that was in the eighties, right? With Carter, Mm -hmm. um, or seventies. And That, um, to think that then, and and to see how much things have evolved since then, Mm -hmm. they were saying that then, um, and the American dream has always been, in my understanding, culturally, has been owning a house. Like, Mm -hmm. you've arrived when you've, you can support your family, you can Mm -hmm. feed them well, you have your own house, and, you know, you have a job Mm -hmm. that pays your living wage, and that's, that is it, Mm -hmm. and, um... It's I had never thought about that as being in any way against my personal values, but now that they had they said it that way, I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. that is you know, we are talking all about stuff. that's all stuff. Mm-hmm. Now sure, it's the main um, fulfilling our basic needs mm-hmm. to some extent, but, Again, people take it to the extreme. Like, well, I thought I'd be happy when I got these things. So then they just keep adding more on because They're keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, 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 more is better. Mm-hmm. And one of the researchers I liked, she said she, she thinks that we should revise the American Dream to be more about community, mm-hmm. or more about um, connecting with one another, understanding one another, loving one another. Mm-hmm. Which is, I was like, yes, I can get, I can get behind that. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> that sounds good to me. So, um, those are, those are kind of the main, uh, concepts of the whole documentary. I don't know if we should like warn people there's spoiler alerts or anything with what we're talking about. Cause we kind of talk about all the main points. Hey, it's still if, worth a watch, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely, definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought now we would talk about tips for minimalism newbies. I mean, if you've Watch this documentary. You've been inspired. You're listening to this because maybe you watched it, or maybe you didn't. You saw it and you're like, "What's this all about?" Mm -hmm. What can you do now if you're inspired? And I'll let Diane start with her her thoughts.
1: Um, Well, one of the big things uh, I think you could do, he says that when it comes to overwhelm, turn it off. And so I think just Mm. taking a break mentally from like social media or the TV, just turn it off and get outside, get in nature. Like mm-hmm. I know that's not like physically removing things from your house, but I think that that's a great step if you're just looking for something emotionally to do, like where to start next. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, like in regards to where to start next, if you're feeling overwhelmed by your space, this is actually something I was going to ask you. Um, how much space are you utilizing in your home and would you consider a downsize or is that too, like you said, is that too extreme? So Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I, I, I thought that could be a next step for someone like, sure. But I, I don't, again, I don't know if that's too extreme. So this is for newbies, I guess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I said, what's one small step you can take today, this month, this year, just the progress. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, Sell all your belongings. Um, If you... I think one of the... um, I think it was... Ryan said that some people are really into their books and they have their bookshelves and they don't want to get rid of all that. And he's like, that's fine if it brings you joy. Like, you don't Uh have to get rid of it. So just consider the things in your house that just are meh. Like, you could could have them be gone and you'd be okay Mm -hmm. with it. So Mm -hmm. I guess those weren't great tips, but...
0: (laughs) No, I'm sure... Well, even the tip you gave at the beginning about just one thing a day Mm -hmm. you know that's very easy to do and I'm sure like I could just look around and like oh that you know Mm -hmm. I'm if if you get in a kitchen cabinet you don't normally get in I I've done this so many times actually in the last couple weeks I'm like oh well Mm -hmm. how did that even get there I don't remember that you know I don't use that underneath bathroom sinks for us is just like stuff just Sits there forever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're not going to use this. I'm kidding. We still have a potty seat in there, and mm-hmm. our, lo- our last one's been trained forever. So, you know, that kind of a thing um, would be very easy to do.
1: Even just um, like going through your pantry, if there are things in there that you've not used and aren't expired, like donate
0: stuff to your pantry. Oh my food gosh, pantry. I did that recently. Yeah. yeah. So, those salad dressings and uh, you know, condiments and stuff, mm-hmm. like they sit there forever. And I just, yeah, I went through, like with the medications that we talked about <laughs> yeah. in Moscow, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've had this for three years. You mm-hmm. know, we're not going to use this bottle of Dijon, whatever mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, those are great. Uh, I think as far as a minimalism journey think of it that way is more of a mindset to start with I mean minimalism is not going to happen overnight and I don't think you'll ever arrive mm-hmm. there you will never have you know reach this destination it's it's a way of life mm-hmm. it's kind of a lifestyle so it and wherever you want to be within that continuum of minimalism is not going to happen overnight it will be a very slow process mm-hmm. and if like us if you're married if you have children there's other people in the equation mm-hmm. and just because you're motivated to be minimalist that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be in and in the same way like I think even Joshua Becker said in this like his wife does not feel the same way uh, is not uh, is she's on the minimalist bandwagon mm-hmm. but his side of the closet is a lot less than her side of the closet and that's okay mm-hmm. you know they respect one another and each they've found their own um, level of comfort mm-hmm. in there so um, so st- It's not going to happen overnight. Start with your own possessions. Um, Start with you. Because that's usually, I have found at least, you know, the way to motivate others is through your example, Mm -hmm. you know, and what you're doing. Um, If you're looking for a place to start, the closet is usually the most cluttered place in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the thing where you just tend to overbuy, maybe that's not for everyone or maybe that's more women I don't know mm-hmm. but um, that for me was the place that was just really causing me stress and, well, and it
1: doesn't even have to be your clothing closet mm-hmm. um, the, the purge that I did last week was in our downstairs just closet mm-hmm. full of crap basically <laughs> where I had old journals and old library but like just random stuff in there so I mean start with the closet because usually that's where you hide things away right. that you don't want to be seen so mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea mm-hmm. whatever closet that you have that right is dirty
0: yeah or moment my I did read a book um, about just decluttering or decluttering and managing your house really mm-hmm. in general and she also said to start with um, little things that will make them like that you see every mm-hmm. day. So if you – I mean, decluttering closet is awesome. Mm-hmm. If that's – if you open it every day and it goes, oh, you know, or if there's, like, a countertop that's always – you know filled with crap come up with a system for that countertop or whatever it is Mm -hmm. like those little things will yeah the little things will like even will just boost your mood if you're you don't realize it just like falls into the landscape Mm -hmm. and you don't realize like you beat yourself up about that stuff that's piled up wherever it is Mm -hmm. in the chair in your bedroom or whatever um so um Also, if you're not motivated by stuff, because maybe not everyone is there, there was, they talked about environmental, the environmental impact of minimalism as well, which we didn't talk about in this because I don't think they, they really didn't get deep into it. Um, And also the, the mind, like the overwhelming of the mind where we didn't go into detail about the meditation, but that was one way that they said you could help to um, be present in the moment and get away from everything that's overwhelming you so if if you don't start with your stuff if that's not what's motivating you then think about your either your schedule or how you spend your time mm-hmm. what's on your iPhone mm-hmm. I mean that for many people just being able to focus on the present and what they're doing and um, not being stressed about you know not getting anything done in a day mm-hmm. if you if you're more conscientious about how many times you pick up your iPhone or mm-hmm. how how many times you're distracted by things I think it wasn't one of them this like you just twitch whenever mm-hmm. it, like and I've noticed since I watched that I'm like oh my gosh I do like I'm like <gasps> Mm-hmm. <gasps> even if i don't even go and check it it still has distracted me from mm-hmm. what i was doing
1: or the phantom vibrations that you think that oh i totally do that, that all know the know time i'm
0: like <gasps> did i hear my phone mm-hmm. or did it because i my phone is always on vibrate uh because it's usually on me or near me mm-hmm. and when it was raining it was just obnoxious so yeah i always like <laughs> phantom things like something a chair moves next to me and i think it was my phone but yeah
1: I'll say a little side note. This week I was trying, I, how I set it in my goals, I was trying to do like five little goals a week. Um, one I had this week was do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 in the afternoon and evening of social media and that's it. And like mm-hmm. start the countdown timer on my phone and do it. And it has been so much harder than I thought because mm-hmm. it's just, you don't even realize like sometimes at a light you'll see like, oh, I have one notification. I'm going to check it really quick. And like, it's just the like little flips that you do of your phone. Oh, mm-hmm. do I have any messages or like, has anyone update? Like, it has been so much harder. So I think hmm. that is a great idea to just um, like consider what's cluttering your mind because that is a mind clutter. Like you don't oh, realize yeah. it, but that's taking up so much space in your mind that you could be focused on mm-hmm. driving. <laughs> right. Which is good. <laughs> or your children or your spouse or mm-hmm. just something that really does not drain you. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about like nap time and if you spend all your time on your phone do you feel refreshed during that time or do you feel drained and just kind of the same? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's great. Yeah.
0: If you think about, if you're overwhelmed, even at any moment in time, Mm -hmm. I found one thing that helps me is just what's the next right thing. Mm, That's a great idea. What like right now would make me feel better? Mm -hmm. And that's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, is it, I just want to finish the last chapter of this book that I'm reading Mm -hmm. or is it Like if I get this one thing checked off my to-do list, I will feel like I accomplished something today, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't stop and be present and think about it, we're probably going to spend 15 more (laughs) minutes on our iPhones. You know, we're probably going to, going to do that. So yeah, that is, that is great. Um, And you know, this journey does not look the same for everyone. Uh, Like I said, minimalism is more of a a mindset. It, and it, What it really does is I think, you know, we talked about moving. And I was trying to think about what are the big things that you could do? Like, what are the huge decisions? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that might be the only huge thing is where you live in regards to minimalism. Um, But I think really more what it is, is about the everyday, the little things, the decisions that you make every day, whether it's like to download that app Or um, saying no to giving the receipt at the register, using your grocery bags, your Mm -hmm. reusable grocery bags, um, buying that other t shirt, um, saying yes to something somebody asked you to do, cramming your schedule full. I mean, those are just the little things that over time making the decision not to consume, mm-hmm. or um, just being mindful about when you do will make a huge difference overall. So I think that's like like the big good news about everything is that it's very easy and doable wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, to be um, more minimalist mm-hmm. um, and create more space and peace in your life. Mm-hmm. So... Any other parting thoughts? Not really, no. All right, okay. (laughs) Um, So we thank you so much for all those new people that have subscribed and um, are listening. We really hope that you've... Gotten something out of this. Uh, if you have, like we said, please subscribe and rate us. We would really appreciate that. And uh, our website, I'd like to mention, is minimalistmomspodcast.com. You will have the show notes up there. Anything that we've talked about, we'll link to. And also, there's all our social media um, on there and how you can connect with us, other places on the internet. So, um I just want to end with a quote from the documentary. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. Mm-hmm.